488 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you are super stoked for Commander Legends Battle, battle for Baldur's Gate. It's impossible to say. It is literally. <laughs> it it's can't a be full said. sentence. You can't it say it in a sentence be because said. it itself is a sentence. <laughs> or. You're just like, hey, I'm enjoying this hot new standard format on Arena, yeah. like the environment. Uh, we are here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's show, speaking of what can't be said, Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate. I had to slow down there. Yeah, you did. Pump the brakes. Um, we are going to be talking to none other than friend of the show, Judge Rob. Oh, yeah. All about of- new cards in the set. Yeah. All about some new cards and how they can go into Oathbreaker. Yeah. Which is the, I would call it like a pared down commander play experience. Yeah, it's super fun. Um, We've had a really good time playing it. If you're like, what is Oathbreaker? You can see a video on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash goodluckhighfive. Yes. That is an Oathbreaker. Like we play it. We We play play it with our friend Judge Rob and our friend of the show, Sam Eilenfeld. Yeah. Um, And it's a really good time. It's just, it's just a super fun game. multiplayer format that doesn't require you to shuffle 100 cards with your very tiny hands you know how <laughs> you know how strongly we feel about this and it can be played in about 45 minutes so it's faster yes um it's still super super fun rob will go over all the details with us but if you're a commander person what's going to be really cool about this segment is he's built us three new oathbreaker decks with new planeswalkers Whoa. from battle for Baldur's gate and you can easily adapt that into 100 cards for commander if you want nice so we're going to show you the oathbreaker version slim down and also how you can upgrade it to full commander if that's your jam very spicy yeah um we're also going to have a story time story time returns catch up on what is happening on the streets of new capenna i've loved the story so far yeah it's a really good time and we're going to have you know a little randomizer a little randomizer action but before we do any of that but first there are people to thank first and foremost amongst them are you Yay. the listeners of the show thank you so much to everyone who is a patron over at patreon.com slash glhf magic it means truly the freaking world to us absolutely you hear that i soft swore on the show <laughs> to express it's a it. soft swear i mean i right. swear without edges yeah it's like a pillow at the night that's slightly mad at you <laughs> a soft swear i don't want a pillow to be mad at me it gonna Maria, it that's a, yeah exactly like no <laughs> don't make a pillow angry everybody exactly or don't make it sentient Oh, you also can make it very mad, smart. but still have it be inanimate. <laughs> you can have an angry, inanimate uh, pillow, can, or you can have a sentient but happy pillow. Okay? Can it be inanimate and also be mad? Is mad a requirement to be animate? Is being angry a requirement for being <laughs> to being sentient? Do you know what I think it is? I think Anger? we can all at this point say that it is. So this is where Absolutely. science needs to focus. If you're trying to make life sentient life, focus First, on making it mad. Make it mad. <laughs> No one, the reason that why we haven't found definitive life on Mars is because no one has made Mars angry enough yep. yet. Yeah, exactly. You heard it here first. Make the planet Make mad. Mars angry. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much to new patron Michael. Thank you, Michael. Thank you so much, Michael, uh, for becoming a new patron in the past week. It really does mean so very much to us. We'll give you a shout out if you become a patron, everybody. Summer's a slow time for content creators. Yes. So please, if you're able, please. become a new member. Summer. What a time. What a time. Everything heats up, mm-hmm. but content creation support slows down. Cool cools down. down. <laughs> that was like what I literally set this up, but I did we not have there. the follow through on it there. for a second. 
Uh, we're also going to take a moment now to give you an update about our sponsor, Card Kingdom. Yes. Um, so as you might have heard, uh, Card Kingdom employees, especially in the warehouses, are seeking unionization through uh, the, you can see it on Twitter, yep. um, Card Kingdom Union. Uh, they allege some workplace issues that they've been having. Um, among them, there were things like uh, Card Kingdom dropping the mask mandate on its campuses, despite mm-hmm. the fact that employees strongly encourage them not to, and feeling unheard by management in a yeah. lot of ways. And so, of course, we are always pro-workers. Yes. Um, and so we reached out to Card Kingdom to kind of be like, hey, what's going on with this? And while it hasn't been resolved yet, they let us know that um, they are waiting for the union there to be a union vote. Um, they've taken steps to address some of the things that people had issue with, um, inc- including raising wages by almost a dollar or almost two dollars. Yep. Um, for employees in all of the hour, hourly employees um, and reinstituting that mask mandate. Um, and so we have always trusted Card Kingdom to be a great sponsor of Good Luck High Five. Um, and right now we feel like we can also trust them to address these concerns of theirs, their employees in adequate ways. And so we look forward to hearing more and seeing more about how that gets resolved and letting you know also because we want to recommend great companies to you. Yeah, and the thing the thing is, is when union stuff happens, you know, it's very, I would say, almost non-existent for somebody to say, hey, we trust this company to do the right thing. But honestly, if I was to ever say that about a company, it yeah, would be Card Kingdom. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yes. So like, we're not just saying that to just say it because they're a sponsor. We're like, they have like we legitimately the right only thing. have sponsors that we like. Yes. <laughs> so um, although we have been joking about uh, a company that does keep emailing us that is not at all adjacent to Magic the Gathering. I'm not going to tell you what they are yet because I look forward to someday bringing you a very weird ad segment for yeah. a product that we personally know nothing about. Yeah, they really want us <laughs> to do one. right now, <laughs> we have always uh, liked working with. Yeah, they've, they've just been like really good people over the years. So uh, we'll keep you updated on what happens with the situation. But you can check them out on their website, carkeeper.com slash GLHF, get anything you need from them. Um, fast shipping, great customer service, always yeah. true of them. So check it out. All right, Maria, we haven't done a randomizer in a while. Yes, I love the randomizer. Uh, so I'm going to pull up a random card for you here. Great. <laughs> Can't wait for you to look at this Ooh, art. Oh, boy. Um, all right. <laughs> the anticipation. What a time. All right, Maria. T- tell me what you see. Ooh. <laughs> What do I see? Well, I don't know. Uh, okay, I'm going to try my best, everybody. Yeah, that's all you can this do. This looks like if a goblin had a little poop poop, and then it grew a head and horns and small arms and legs and came to life. It looks like, gosh, yeah, like an unformed baby goblin It animal. looks like if a goblin was, was a, a tiny T-Rex. Yeah, a tiny T-Rex goblin. Yeah. Um, with a long pointy snoot and two long pointy horns wearing a harness. Yeah. <laughs> Amidst a burning landscape, a desolate landscape. Yeah. I mean, I think that you described this as well as it can be described in words. Everybody, you need to go look at really, this card you just art. Need a picture. This is unbelievable. Okay. Okay. Um, Maria. The name of this card is Goblin Baby Bing Pong. <laughs> Uh, okay. Just kidding. The name of the card is Spur Grappler. Oh, okay. So spur this guy grapples spurs. Um, it's obviously red. It's two and a red 
for a one one, and you can pay to give it horsemanship. <laughs> I, I That's love a, it. That's spurs come in. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow, you are exactly right on two and a red. Ooh. Um, this is it. surprisingly not a goblin. What? It is a creature type beast. I no. think a grappler is apparently its own creature kind so oh really so there's yeah. other grapplers and magic maybe i don't know if there look, are we gotta look into um that. it's a two one okay for three spur grappler gets plus two plus one as long as you control no untapped lands oh interesting it is from a set called prophecy oh wow yeah. i have a prophecy that this card looks like goblin poop <laughs> If Goblin yeah. Poop and a T-Rex had a baby. Grappler, Beast. Well, it yeah. doesn't have a subtype. Yeah, but it doesn't yeah. have a subtype, but um, it's not creature type Goblin. Yeah, exactly. Creature type Beast. Very surprising. Very. Okay, let's... Do, ooh, this art. Oh, I really want to show you this one. Okay, uh, Okay. hold on, hold on, oh, I'm hold very on. excited. Um, there you go. Oh! Isn't it cool? Look at this. Um, okay, what I'm seeing here is um, a person who is wearing like a very tall fancy hat that also has like several what look like potentially medals on it or like <laughs> some kind of like emblems I right that say that they are hat. important yeah um including one that like hangs in front of their forehead they have an earring earring in an ear um they're like a little they're a little older but they're not like wrinkled they're more older where they've gotten kind of gaunt yeah you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah um Wearing like a very luxurious robe. Great robe. Really great robe, holding a very fancy looking book. It's like a beautiful, huge red book with like this spiral white print on the cover. And then they have like a lot of science equipment around them. They have like a telescope in the background that's looking out the window, kind of. They have like some, like a, a beaker and tubes. What is this? Uh, there's like a weird, uh, yeah, <laughs> suspended from the ceiling. They have what looks like a taxidermied, like, primary primordial dinosaur type thing great uh this art is really excellent isn't it I'm cool i'm a big fan of this yeah i was excited to show you this one okay the name of this card do you want to uh -huh. do you want to guess i'm gonna guess that it's some kind of like scientist okay i mean you're pretty close um i guess you could even be right the name of the card is tallest researcher oh yeah like a researcher great yeah. tallest yeah. researcher okay but what is it i'm going to say that this is it's so hard i feel like this could fall in Almost anywhere on the color pie, but I'm going to go with, um, it's a creature. It's three and a blue. Uh-huh. Uh, and it says that, um, you can tap it and discard an artifact to draw two cards. Wow. It's a two, two. That, that's a great guess. Okay. This card is a one, one. Oh. And guess how much it costs. Wow. Four and a blue. Four and a blue for a one for one. For a one one. Okay, I wasn't that far off on mana cost. Yeah. Okay, so this is what it does. I'm going to read the Oracle version of this text. This old <laughs> card. Tap, draw a card. Okay. Okay. Pretty great. good. Yeah. Uh, activate only during your turn before attackers are declared. Wow. Okay. So so um, originally said on your turn, before you attack, you may tap Talos Researcher to draw a card. Oh, all right. So nice. like... I would definitely play this card. Yeah, this card is excellent. It's very good. You just good. get to tap it to draw a card? Yeah. That's pretty sick. So this comes from, it's been printed twice, once in Master's Edition 4 and uh, originally Portal Second Age. Wow. Yeah. That's very cool. Isn't that a cool card? It's a very cool card. The art on it, I highly recommend looking at the art on it. It's really good art. Two good arts today in different ways. Yeah. <laughs> um, ooh, and I like this flavor text. From time, knowledge. From knowledge, Power. power. 
Yeah. Um, we've got that. We had two true bangers today. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, everybody. We've got Judge Rob here. Yay. Yay. Judge, Judge Rob is joining us to talk about Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate and new planeswalkers from that set that you can use in Oathbreaker and then adapt to Commander. Yes. Welcome, Rob. Thank you. Um, I'm really excited because they printed a bunch of planeswalkers that say this can be your commander on them, which is a cool line of text because it means you can build one deck that is both an Oathbreaker deck and a commander deck. Exactly. Amazing. So we're going to talk about the Oathbreaker side, but then you just add like 40 random cards in color and well, (laughs) some of them should be lands. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Not just, it can't be too yeah. random. Yeah, it can't be too random. But like for the most part, you just add a bunch of reasonable cards yep. to any of these and make them into really sweet commander decks and then have fun in either format. And you can only and then you only need one deck box and then yep. you just take out the ones that aren't the commander when you want to play Oathbreaker. Boom, boom, yep. boom. Yep. And if you want to be super lazy, you shuffle the library and just take 40 cards off the top. <laughs> <laughs> that's my style, that's, yeah. Rob. That's how we. That's Thank how we all. You. That's how we do here. Although, uh, why did you shuffle? Your, why did you <laughs> shuffle a hundred cards when you could have only shuffled sixty? It's true, Rob. For people who don't know what Oathbreaker is, can you give me the yeah. elevator pitch? The elevator pitch. So this is fast commander. You play a forty card deck. You play with a planeswalker as your commander instead of a, a legendary creature. You have a signature spell that you can only cast while you're while you're Oathbreaker. You're planeswalkers on the battlefield those both start in the command zone and the other thing is that you only start at 20 life and games end reasonably quickly yeah. in the format you yeah. you attack a lot your deck is a lot more focused and with the lower life total it just things happen faster so everybody's at 20 life yeah at 20 life there's no commander damage even for gideon's like yeah. because they were already at 20 why would you want need to deal them 21 you you kill them before you got to there. Yeah. So, um, so there's, it's just a, it's a format where you get to play planeswalkers and signature spells. Okay, great. So what you've done, Rob here is build us, which has been very gracious of you, three Oathbreaker decks that can easily be adapted into commander decks with the new planeswalkers yep. from battle for Baldur's gate. And, and this wasn't just me. I want to, I want to be clear this, sure. this was some of the weird cards group that hangs out in Rochester. Some of the rules committee. Yeah. For Oathbreaker also I built these decks. I adapted some of them because I looked at them and I was like, this is like 75% of what I want. Yeah. Uh, but they're like, they were really great about this. Rochester, Minnesota. Either yes. you're working for Mayo Clinic or you're playing Oathbreaker. That's or, or, both, the- or, or both. Because most of the rules committee <laughs> works, works for Mayo. Mayo Clinic. All right. Yeah, <laughs> Fair yes. enough. Just the truth. <laughs> so we're going to kick things off with Megan's deck that she's chosen. Yes. This is Elminster. Uh, three white blue for a legendary planeswalker, Elminster. Uh, five loyalty. He has you know just some static text that says whenever you scry the next instant or sorcery spell you cast this turn cost x less to cast where x is the number of cards looked at while scrying this way Uh, plus two draw a card then scry two minus three exile the top card of your library create a number of one one blue fairy dragon creature tokens with flying equal to that card's mana value Elminster can be your commander. Uh, Elminster is great. Got a real Gandalf vibe going oh, on. With very, some vibe. very powerful stance. Very powerful wizard stance happening. He's, in this he's one of the classic <laughs> fantasy wizards. Yes. He's, he's been and done everything, yes. including a priestess of Mistara. Yeah. Don't um, ask. <laughs> and he knows it. Based on this policy, he oh, knows yeah, it. He he's knows. Like, yes. My name is Elminster. I'm a classic wizard. Love his hat. Um, so this 
uh, and this has the signature spell of Finale of Revelation, which is from the Finale Cycle of back in Amonkhet. Uh, blue, blue, X, sorcery, draw X cards. If X is 10 or more, instead, shuffle your graveyard into your library, draw X cards, untap up to five <laughs> lands, and you have no maximum hand size for the rest of the game. Exile finale of revelation. But of course, it just goes back to its little happy zone um, where you can cast it again. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I... I- I'm going to be pedantic. This is from War of the Spark. It's from War of the Spark, it's my from bad. War of the Spark. Oh, okay. Do you know what? I, <laughs> Rob, Rob, you wouldn't be yeah, a true if you were not pedantic. That, I'm just going to throw it out there. That's I just fair. look, I see Nicol Bolas and I think Amonkhet. Yeah, exactly. It's either Amonkhet or War of the Spark. You, yeah. got, you had 50 It's the last time <laughs> that we saw him. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, of course, it has some of, one of, in this case, my favorite scryers of all time. Just one of my favorite creatures of all time. One of my favorite cards. Wow. Prognostic Sphinx. This is back from Thero- the original Theros. OG, block. OG. Uh, three blue blue for a Sphinx who's a 3-5 flying. Discard a card. It gains hexproof until end of turn. Tap it. And whenever it attacks, scry three. This card... This card is just so good. Look at this Sphinx's beard to start with. Look at the, it's enormous. It's an enormous beard. Um, It's a Sphinx. It protects itself. So I love, and when you're playing like a more control or spells oriented deck, you can just play one creature and then just make sure it stays there. Yes. You don't have to worry about it. And then of course, Scry 3 with Elminster. I'm now casting my next instant or sorcery for three less, which is like quite a bit. So, you know, obviously that's amazing with my finale of Revelation. Just chuck three cards in there already. Yeah. Rob, can I just say, I think it was dangerous to put this deck in Megan's hand. I, I understand. Like, I, I look like, like every time I looked at it, I was like, all right, I'm just gonna add more things that say like scry. All these creatures should scry, oh, right? Yeah, like, for sure. You just want to look at your library forever. Yes, exactly. Megan um, will always know what six cards she's drawing and in which order. Yes, yes, exactly. Why would you? Why leave something like that to chance? Your draw yes. stuff. Your draw stuff is so important. Why leave it to chance? Great point. Um, can you yep. imagine? You can then. Like, I scry with my little sphinxy friend. Um, I can cast Tamio's Epiphany for a single blue. Gross. That's scry, scry four. four. <laughs> scry four and draw two cards. And now my next card costs four, four less, less to cast. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. And this is, this is without plussing Elminster, right? Oh, yes. Because then you plus Elminster. And then I scry three. Is it scry two? You scry two from scry Elminster. Scry two from Elminster. So it's two plus four is six off your finale. You're oh, getting there. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> Um, then there's, uh, cards like Inscription of Insight. This is three and a blue with kicker two blue blue, uh, which also has scrying, uh, multiple choice, which also has scrying. You can just choose all the choices for multiple choice and still only cast it for a single blue. Very usually. Why would you not want to? That was my take. Um, I think the best card in the library you're kind of downplaying. Have you you looked at Mystic Speculation? Yes, right? Mystic Speculation. Yes. This is a single blue uh, with buyback for two. Uh, buyback means that when you cast it, like you also pay its buyback, and then you just put it back in your hand. Great. So you just 
You just do it again. Single blue scry three. And it scries three. Yep. Which means that your next mystic speculation costs single blue. So you could just cast mystic speculation like five times. Again and again and again and again. Wow. Amazing. This deck is filthy. (laughs) Absolutely blue player filthy. Yeah. Because buyback is an additional cost, right? So it's like reducing the cost already. Exactly. Amazing. Really incredible. Really (laughs) incredible stuff. (laughs) Rob, who is this deck for? Uh, this this deck is for somebody who wants to attack with some flying creatures and like play five spells every turn. Yes, <laughs> and draw cards. Like and let's draw not, cards. And yeah. draw cards. Like scrying yeah. scrying is great, and yep. then you get to draw cards. Yeah, um, the ultimate end game. Yes, yes. M- my suggestion, if you're expanding this up to be a commander deck, is you add in some more buyback spells because those are really sweet. So you play like Whispers of the Muse. You play like um, you'll play like uh inviolability, which says that prevent all damage that a source of your choice would deal you this turn because Ooh. you're going to have your costs reduced a lot yeah. from uh, from a lot of these spells. And then you play some more prowess creatures. Right now, this only really has a uh, stormwing entity as its prowess creature. It Smart. could use a couple more. Yeah, um, but that makes it, sense. It could use a bunch of spells and a bunch of prowess creatures. It's Oof. It, it also but, has Thassa, yeah. god of the sea. Yes. I just love, love Thassa. Thassa. Thassa's so good. I love Thassa. You automatically are scrying on your upkeep. Um, Baral, Chief of Compliance, who makes your instants yes. and sorceries cast yes. cost one less to cast. Just uh, really yeah. good uh, stuff. The the other there's a couple new cards as well from Battle for Baldur's Gate. Mm-hmm. Um, Wizards of Thay is my suggestion. Um, if you take a look at that, oh yeah, like three in a blue for a three three uh, myriad. Which is oh, great. Oh, yeah, the new mechanic. It, yep, yep, it makes or copies. New. Returning, yeah. yeah. Instant and sorcery spells you cast cost one less to cast. What if you? What if I attack with it? And then I have three copies of it yep. for each of my opponents. And then my spells cost three less to cast. <laughs> and, and it has another line of text. And you may cast sorcery spells as though they had flash. Wow. Just really, just Ooh. really nice So it stuff. lets you finale during your combat. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just horrified over what here. What a time. Uh, <laughs> what a time. The the other new one is the Sapphire Dragon, which is a great new adventure. Ooh, yes. Ooh, Psionic adventure. Pulse. Yes. Five blue blue. This is a five six flying whenever it attacks or blocks. Scry two. Sick. And then Psionic Pulse, which is its adventure instant counter target non-creature spell. I love it. Yep. You love, you it's everything love it. that you want on a card, exactly. right? It, like, it, it counters really their, it counters their Oathbreaker, season. it counters their signature spell. Oh. And then, like, after you do that, you get a 5-6 flyer? I, sure. That also describes <laughs> Excellent. Why not? Everybody, um, if you're just listening to this podcast, by the way, the links for these will be in the show notes. So if you want to uh, just crib our notes, crib Rob's notes. Yeah, steal exactly. these decks. You can. Look at them while we're talking about them. Look at yeah. them while we're talking about you them. You can yeah. be like, Megan, why are you not talking about my favorite card in this? And then name another card that's, for some reason, not Prognostic Sphinx. <laughs> you can. I don't yeah. know why you are, but okay. Yeah, because I, I want to cast Graven Lore. I've never oh, cast okay. that spell. It looks incredible. Ooh, Graven Lore is a very yes. cool spell. That's fair. Um, I also do love, because of cards like Graven Lore, this is all Cold Lands. Yeah, it's but, all Snowlands. I mean, Snowlands. Cold yeah. Lands. Cold yeah. Lands. Uh, mostly because Merit Lage's Slumber, like, is oh, yeah. incredible, right? Like you yes. play a lands, scry to reduce your costs. Someday you'll make a twenty twenty. Like, I, yeah, I love Marilyn. We're, you know, we're not worried about when it'll happen. Yes, yeah. someday. You, you actually <laughs> someday want want it to stay in the battlefield as an enchantment that scries every turn. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yes. totally. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, let's talk about my deck that you've yeah. created here, Rob. Tasha. With Tasha the Witch Queen. Um, hello, yes, excuse me, have you all seen this card? Um, she looks great. Yes. Just going to point that out. Tasha the Witch Queen of Tasha's Hideous Laughter. Indeed. Yes. You yes. may know her from, from her, her hideous laughter. Yes. <laughs> and, and her cauldron of everything. Don't yeah, forget that's true. Her cauldron of everything. She costs three blue black uh, with four, four loyalty planeswalker. Whenever you cast a spell you don't own, create a three, three black demon creature token. Delightful. That's her static ability. Her plus one is draw a card. For each opponent, exile up to one target instant or sorcery card from that player's graveyard and put a page counter on it. Okay, minus three. You may cast a spell from among cards in exile with page counters on them without paying its mana cost. Wow. She can be your commander. Yes. Great. So I love her because um, she's just casting other people's stuff, which is just very mean and yes. rude. <laughs> and I think that's very cool subterfuge. And um, able to just draw cards, take cards away from people after they've cast them, cast them yourself. Um, and then, of course, make a demon in the process. Yeah, just free demons. Free demons. Who doesn't want free demons? I you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is going to I'm going to exile all of Megan's spells. Yes. Hey, exactly. <laughs> cast them myself and make a demon. Hey, yep. my demon babies um, from Tasha and my I've got a signature spell, of course. Uh, and this is Predator's Hour, one in a black for sorcery. Until end of turn, creatures you control gain menace and whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, exile the top card of that player's library face down. You may look at and play that card for as long as it remains exiled and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast it. Ooh, yeah. great. Spicy. I love how cheap this is just yes. for one in a black. Yeah, one in a black. So oftentimes you'll be able to like hit with a creature and then immediately cash it in. Oh, I love it. This this deck is so mean. It's and normally spiteful. <laughs> like normally I'm not the kind of person who's like, I'm stealing your stuff. I'm casting it myself. But there is truly no greater feeling in magic than casting your opponent's spells. And beating them with our own hands. I yeah. mean, it's like, so there's something about it there's that's just, just yeah. really something about it. And we've had one. Wonderful cards which have allowed us to do this in the past, like Thief of Sanity is in this deck. Yes. Do you all remember yeah. Thief of Sanity? Because the name couldn't be more true than this this card because it steals your sanity <laughs> for sure whenever you get hit with it and like you see it and you immediately want to kill it. Yes. It's just perfect flavor feeling for this. So this is a 2-2 flyer for one blue black. Uh, whenever it deals combat damage to a player, look at the top three cards of that player's library, exile one of them face down, then put the rest into their graveyard. <laughs> That's even meaner. You may look at and cast that card for as long as it remains exiled and spend mana as over mana of any type to cast it. Yeah. Yeah. They need a single like short term for like yeah. you can spend mana or mana of any color to cast this. Yeah. Right. Like because that's a long sentence. Sure. I'm going to use the I'm going to use the flavor the just like the flavor text word to describe yeah. it. It's called jerk move. Yeah. <laughs> then jerk move. Jerk move. <laughs> well, no, but like sometimes you'll like be able to do it with your own cards. Right? Yeah, that is true. Yeah. OK, but well, we'll. Workshop I, it. Yeah, we'll workshop it. Jerk move is pretty good, though. I like that. <laughs> this also has Night Vale Spectre, oh, which yes. is a throwback. Yes. One of my favorite. This is from Gate Crash. So yes. good. Way back in the day. Um, hybrid blue, Three hybrid blue-black. So you can cast it for blue-blue-blue, black-black-black, any combo of those three things. Two-three flying whenever it deals combat damage to a player. That player exiles the top card of his or her library. You may play cards exiled with Night Vale Spectre. I just remember, I just have fond memories of oh, yeah. hitting people with this card yep. and this stealing. Saw a lot of standard play. Exactly. Stealing it. 
This, oh. this, I love how you found all the cards that do this, Rob, because we also have Gonti, Lord of Luxury, yes. yeah. in here, stealing for you to cast. Uh, we've got Rankle, Master of Prankles, uh, yes. in here as well, <laughs> because this deck is very prankful, if I were yes. to classify it. Prankful. <laughs> very prankful. Uh, we have Siphon Insight as part of this, as an instant yes. as well, which oh, yeah. is a powerhouse. Honestly, it's... it's it's the card design for Tasha. Yeah. Like, I don't, it, this card just screams, play me with Tasha on it. Yeah. You get to steal cards and you can flash back, do it again. Yep. Yeah. I so mean, you really can, nice. in the early game, you can make land drops and it's in the late game, you mana. can steal their best cards. Yeah. I, I love this deck. It's so <laughs> rude. It is so rude, Rob. Have you ever commandeered a spell? Yes. <laughs> I, 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 I was going to say, I, very, I really got to commandeer some spells. <laughs> I, I just really, really like this deck. It's got tiny little creatures, which I like. They're doing extremely rude things, which I find yes. very cute. Uh, and Tasha's here like, yes, I'll give you a reward. Demon babies for every yeah, time for, that you do Free this. demons every time that you do the thing you wanted to do anyway. Exactly. <laughs> Tasha's like, every time, yeah, every time you're mean, I'll give you a demon. Yeah. I, and this is the, okay. When I play multiplayer games, especially like board games, when I play them and if I have, I have some kind of role assigned to me or whatever, I will play. I can testify that, to this. Yes. Like, Leia disappears. I've become like a horrible dictator that is willing to just completely <laughs> yeah. salt the earth of their own people to achieve like the, the end. Trying yep. to play King's Dilemma with Maria. <laughs> was, was just like throwing yourself into a brick wall. Absolute refusal to cooperate <laughs> because her people were not a cooperative people in the game. Yeah. <laughs> so like this, it wasn't gonna happen. This card says I'm uncooperative. I'm sorry. Exactly. It was like basically Maria was like, no, my card says that I hate you. So you're like, wow. There it is. There it is. Do you have I ever told this story where in fourth grade we were playing a game where everybody was a leader of a different country and then you had different resources? Yeah, like a model UN kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah. And my country was a country that had all the nuclear power and all the nuclear capability. Don't give you that. <laughs> Nobody, I, we didn't have any food. We had nothing else. We just had this. And I remember <laughs> like assuming my role and I like was standing up on top of a desk with my pen in my hand, ready to drop it as if I was going to be <laughs> a nearby country if they did not give us a food supply and I'm standing there like this and there's a knock on the door and like the school secretary comes in and she's like Maria you have your dentist appointment <laughs> oh no did you drop it and leave I don't I didn't have to drop it because they acquiesced to my demands well there wow. you go <laughs> So anyway, what I'm trying to say, specifically a multiplayer, Tasha, thank you for giving me this gift, Rob. <laughs> How would you upgrade the Tasha deck? So if I was if I was expanding out Tasha, what I would do is I would add more ninjas and more um, ninja enablers. So just like there's that one one fairy for single blue that scries when it enters the battlefield and has flying. Right. Yeah. And so you get to play a bunch more ninja enablers. There's a couple of ninjas in the deck, but I would just have a whole ninja tribal package that I would just add right in. Cool. Uh, because the... What Tasha wants you to do a lot of the time is just have some reasonable pressure on the board and then steal your opponent's big pay payloads, right. um, which is what I would just be trying to do all the time. The I would also add, so the, the library for Tasha has a lot of staple removal spells, which is really good, and I would just add like another like six of those yeah. just so that you can interact more because you really need to be able to like remove a blocker so that you can punch through for some more damage. Uh, Rob, what deck have you chosen for yourself? Uh, I'm looking at Minsk and Boo, Timeless Heroes. So Minsk and Boo are 
a dynamic duel from the Baldur's Gate video game series. Uh, in this <laughs> case, they are green, red, two for legendary legendary planeswalker Minsk. When Minsk and Boo enters the battlefield, Minsk and Boo Timeless Heroes enters the battlefield, and at the beginning of your upkeep, you may create Boo, a legendary 1 1 red <laughs> hamster creature token with trample and haste. So he has a pet hamster. Great. Uh, it's yeah. a miniature giant space hamster for those who are unfamiliar <laughs> with, with Boo. Uh, plus one, put three plus one plus one counters on up to one target creature with either trample or haste. Minus two, sacrifice a creature. When you do, Minsk and Boo Timeless Heroes deals X damage to any target, where X is that creature's power. If the sacrifice creature was a hamster, draw X cards. <laughs> wow. R- really cruel, though. That's really cruel. So cruel. Uh, go Minsk. for the eyes, Boo. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but Boo comes back every turn. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's a lot of stuff going on. I'm a degenerate, so as the signature spell for this, I picked Berserk. <laughs> Which is, uh, it's not on the reserve list, which is always kind of surprising. Uh, single green instant. Cast Berserk only before the combat damage step. Target creature gains trample and gets plus X plus O until end of turn, where X is its power. At the beginning of the next end step, destroy that creature if it attacked this turn. I feel like Rob's going to win this game in two minutes. <laughs> well, that, that's the goal, actually. So, like, the line is, like, yeah. you cast Minsk, make a boo, go to their turn, they kill your boo because they're jerks. You make a free boo on your upkeep, it's fine. Um, yeah, exactly. But you put two plus one plus counters on boo the previous turn. If they don't kill it, then you're just like, all right, berserk from the sign- as a signature spell. Berserk again is a signature spell. Yeah. Like, four doubles to eight doubles to 16 face that player that didn't have a blocker and then um, minus two my Minsk and boot a 16 that other player and draw 16 cards. Um, Great. That's Great. like Rob, that's your ban from our group. Probably <laughs> like this is plan a it's at the same mana cost as Minsk and boot itself. Yeah. So it's like very doable if they don't kill your uh, your um, Oathbreaker. Yeah. Um, I decided to. So one of the things that you can do is make other things hamsters in order to gain, draw a bunch of cards from them. You can do this by having changelings in your library. So there's uh, two changelings that have trample or haste. Um, they're not very good, uh, charitably. Uh, so <laughs> instead, I decided to play a bunch of like good legendary creatures and a couple of artifacts, equipment, that make things all creature types. So, so if it's not originally yeah, a hamster. If it's not a hamster, it just thinks about being a hamster, and it now it is. Now it is. Um, so Which is how <laughs> it, it worked for all of us. Yes. If you want to be a hamster... Yeah. Think just, about it just right think now. About in your it. Mind. Uh, now you're, you're a hamster. One. And so you can equip rune stalactite or amorphous axe in oh, order to yeah. in order to make your creatures all creature types. Um, Hero's blade is very cool with uh, minx as uh, equipment because it the boo token that it makes enters the battlefield and then hero's blade automatically equips to it. Ooh, it says great. whenever a legendary creature enters the battlefield under your control, you yeah. may attach hero's blade to it. Equipped creature gets plus three plus two and it has like an equip cost of four, but. I don't know if this library will ever be able to play that because it has a whole pile of legendary creatures. Yeah. Um, everything but its mana docks are legendary. Oh, that's cool. Um, the the other thing to call out is it plays a bunch of giant growth effects. Uh, giant growth itself infuriates uh, ground swells plus two plus two or plus four plus four if you pl- if you play to land this turn. Mm-hmm. Um, and it plays invigorate, which is a free giant growth. Your opponent gets to gain three life. That life does not matter because you gave your creature <laughs> plus four plus four for zero mana. Um, and so it just plays a pile of legendary creatures. Um, I'm just a huge fan of the legendary tribal theme that you can do in green red. Uh, you just play a bunch of these. You can play bard class, which is one of my absolute favorite spells of all time. Wow. Um, so bard class says it's a, oh. one of the class spells from 
Adventures of the Forgotten Realms. Legendary creatures you control enter the battlefield with an additional plus one plus one counter on them. So your boos are always bigger. <laughs> At level two, cost green red to get there. Legendary spells you cast cost green red less to cast. This effect reduces only the amount of colored mana you pay. Uh, but it makes things like Golly of the Endless Stance free. And wow. then from level two to level three is a green red three. Whenever you cast a legendary spell, exile the top two cards of your library. You may play them this time. Oh, it seems really good here. It's right? really good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like uh, you can, it, it's just a pile of cards. Like you're playing a very fair bard class. If you're playing this in constructed, you would build a bard class deck that just when it levels to three ends the game on the spot. Yeah. Uh, but you just get a bunch of free stuff. You get to play um, Arnie Brokenbrow, who's very cool. He's another haste legendary creature. You get to play Sir Farron the Hengehammer, who loves to have counters put on her. Um, <laughs> and... Then just a bunch of just reasonable low to the ground legendary yeah. creatures, and then Mox Amber, so that you have additional mana. Wilson Refined Grizzly. Oh, Wilson Refined Grizzly. Yeah, he's brand new, right? <laughs> so he's super cool. Wilson. He's, he's drinking a potion. He's oh, just so happy about it. You. Uh, so he's a legendary creature, Bear Warrior, <laughs> two two for green and one. Um, he can't be countered. He has Vigilance, Reach, and Trample. Um, he has Ward two, so he's hard to kill. And uh, he has you choose a background, which we don't care about in this context <laughs> yeah because like he's you just want a bear that they can't kill yes um and he's just great he's very fun he's from um he's from battle for Baldur's gate he's one of the exciting cards yeah i love um, you wilson <laughs> so rob how would you uh upgrade this deck into commander deck so if i was upgrading this into a commander deck um i would add some other more interesting legends i'd add things like Colvori out of kinship uh that pays off your legends i'd add um Reki, History of Kamigawa, who rewards you for casting legendary spells. And I'd add a little bit more mana ramp and a couple more payoffs. Because I don't feel like the with when you don't have Berserk in the command zone, uh, you don't have the ability to just pay off and instantly kill an opponent. Sure. Um, there's a bunch of other Berserks. There's like, uh, there's a Berserk from Ravnica City of Guilds that costs three mana. Um, a lot of power doubling. Um, fling. It, yeah, fling. Uh, it, having some more fling effects would be nice. Um, I didn't feel like I needed to because I could just cast minx and kill people on right, the spot. Exactly. But um, you also probably need some more bard class or beastmaster's ascension kind of stuff in order to reward you for having a big pile of things. Wow, Rob, these decks are awesome. Yeah, yeah. they're super fun. I I'm excited. I think that we should probably get them together and play them at some point. Yes, yes I, I think agree. we need to because I just really need to drop that bomb, you know, that yes. <laughs> I didn't get to do in fourth grade. You will yep. not believe the way that Maria will disappear. <laughs> <laughs> She's not there. <laughs> I look forward to you cackling maniacally oh, as you take our spells. Oh, yeah. yes. I mean, I have to. Yes. I'm playing Tasha yes. and yeah, I have exactly. hideous laughter. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Rob, if people want more information on Oathbreaker, how to play it, what the rules are, what the band cards are, where should yeah. they go? Head to Oathbreaker.com. Um, we've got all the information on the format up there. You can check it out. Um, we have information about the band list, an article based on the what we discussed last time. We'll probably have an article on this one as well. Yeah, great. And so you'll be able to just check out stuff related to it. Um, yeah. Great. Rob, thank you so much for coming in and showing welcome. us these great decks. Uh, they seem so, so, so very fun. And remember, the pre-release for Baldur's Gate is coming up this weekend. Yeah, the, the set releases on the 10th, but the uh, but the pre-release is this upcoming weekend, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you can get your hands yeah. on these new cards at pre-release yeah. or in the, in the release yeah. on there's, the 10th. There's Commander Draft at this weekend's pre-release, yeah. which is weird and cool and fun. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> have a good time. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks, You're Rob. welcome. Yay. Everybody, as we round out the month of May, 
uh, we're celebrating Ultra Pro's color of the month, which was Pacific Blue. Yes. And to celebrate Pacific Blue, we have for you the trailer from the obvious hit that you will remember, Deep Pacific Blue Sea. Tell me, Mr. Franklin, have you ever known anyone with too many magic cards to store? What if you could end all that suffering with a single binder? This is the most advanced Magic the Gathering accessories research facility, and it's underwater. Why? Tell me there's not one behind me right now. Ultra Pro used gene therapy to make its binders bigger, but as a result, they got smarter too. They're breaking off their shelves and they're coming for us! Just what the hell did you do to those binders? Hey, if you want to take your big binder and trade with it, you go right ahead, Missy. Me, I'm opening this door and I'm getting out of here. The hell you are. Aggro can be lethal, but it doesn't hold a candle to combo. Now, we've all seen how bad things can get and how quickly they can get that way, but they can get a whole lot worse. So we're not going to fight anymore. We're going to band together to take down the combo player at this commander table. First, we're going to... Ultra Pro Pacific Blue Accessories. Bigger. Smarter. Faster. Meaner. Well, everybody, I hope you're terrified. What uh, a film. What a film. Why did they spoil one of the biggest surprises in, in the, the movie? Film? I don't know, but they did. I don't know, did. but they did. Trailers, they just tell you everything these days. Exactly. You know? if, you want to, if you want to watch that trailer with your eyes, if you're only listening right now and you want to watch it with your eyes, yes. um, head on over to our YouTube. You can also see it over on our Twitter at GLHF Magic. Yeah, because it must be seen. Yeah. It the truly wigs. must. The wigs alone. The wigs must be seen. <laughs> Check out Ultra pro if you want some pacific blue accessories or any color truly they give they have the entire rainbow for you to buy over there uh you can click the link in our show notes that'll take you right there it also automatically give you five percent off but if you want to also manually enter the code the code's glhf for five percent off whatever you buy over at ultra pro yeah um and we cannot guarantee that your merchandise will not brutally attack you yes in an underwater facility but just don't build underwater facilities I think that that should go without saying. All right, Marie, are you ready for some story time? I am. Okay, so um, last we heard, remember, Elspeth was working at that laundry, and oh, yeah. like there were the goons from the maestros <laughs> who came into the laundry yeah. and like beat up the laundry person, and the, she was like, "Hey, don't do that. Yep. I'm Elspeth, and I don't stand for this." Um, and then they chased her and then she beat them all up Yeah, with like a, a giant steel girder or something like, like that. Like you Exactly. And then Angelo, who is the right hand man, man of, um, or the right hand devil, yeah. <laughs> right hand vamp, right hand vampire, right hand vamp um, um, Xavier. Cool. Yeah. Um, was like, Hey, come work for the maestros. We can give you like, she was like, I don't want halo. And he's like, that means you're not from this plane. And she's yep. like, shut up. You don't know anything about me. And he's like, I know that. <laughs> Anyways, and he's like, she's like, I want history. And he's like, we can pay you in history. Oh, that's right. Okay, great. Can pay um, in history. Yes, exactly. So um, Elspeth has just been basically working as a cataloger 
in the new in like the new Capenna Museum that is run and owned by um Z- ooh, Xander. Sorry, Xander. I called him Xavier earlier. Xander and the Maestros. Great. Right. So she's just been like looking through all this stuff, and most of it, she's just like, "This is old stuff." Librarian okay. mode, Elspeth. Exactly. So she's just in here, like cataloging, being like, "Sure, this is a." painting of a wearing thing. her glasses and her hair in a bun exactly oh i would love that art of Elspeth i know that's what i'm like, wearing glasses and her hair in a bun and just you know just cataloging um okay so then um xander comes in and elspeth's like i want more info and he's like okay but you've just been doing like easy cataloging work so uh i'm going to give you some tests of your loyalty and of your ability and mm. she's like i don't want to kill anybody and he's like calm down um, I'm not going to ask you to kill anybody. Okay. Uh, yeah. And as always, Xander is like actually pretty great. I'm a big fan. I'm a big Xander fan. As a Xander fan, a Xan. Exactly. Right. Like he's, he, from the beginning has just been like, remember when he like dressed Dan hello up yes. and he was like, Gave him a nice here's suit. your great, uh, here's your great outfit. You're my right hand, man. I don't care that you were late. And she's like, I don't want to kill somebody. And he's like, I'm not going to send you to kill somebody. Usually if you send someone to kill a person, but the person doesn't want to kill, it's going to end poorly. And you're like, that's just great good leadership. Point. Great point. Really good examples of positive leadership. I'm just going to give you the scan. And this number two. Exactly. It's just going to be a test. Uh, not quite. Um, but first, he like gives her a package and he's like, okay, um, go to the Mezio, which is, you know, like the middle kind of section of the tall side yeah, of the story yeah. from Wayside School building that is New Capenna or yes. the space that is New Capenna. <laughs> and so she like drops it off at this place. And she gets back to Xander's office and he's like, good job. And she's like, how do you already know that I did it right? He's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> anyway, Because it was a bomb and you killed five people. Ha ha, I tricked you. <laughs> you did kill. No. Um, anyways, so then she was like, okay, I did your job. Give me some give me some info. And he's like, okay, so back in the day, our city was founded when, um, archangels and demon Lords brokered a deal together Okay, because they had to work together. And so, um, she, Elspeth is like, that's surprising. And he's like, yeah, it's a real, the enemy of an enemy is my friend type situation. Sure. And Elspeth's like, who is their enemy? And Xander was like, I don't know. I'm still looking. And Elspeth is like, in her head, she's like, it's Phyrexians. Yep, I know. Yep. So she doesn't tell thinking. him that because I guess he maybe wouldn't even know what to make of that information. Yeah. Um. Anyways, and he's like, okay, so what was happening is that like... Th- there was a threat to the plane and the angels became like absolutely consumed with the defense of it. Um, and that like eventually the demons also had to join, like the angels were kind of, were not winning the battle. They were losing the battle. Um, and so the demons had to join too. Um, and once they like, once they joined and then they were able to like battle them and defeat whatever this secret enemy was. Um, the demons appointed the five families to take over the city mm. uh, and they drafted a pact with the head of each family, which is why um, each of the family heads is part demon, right? Like oh. demon is a Xander, va- is Xander demon is a Xander vampire is what I just said. <laughs> Xander is a demon vampire, right? right. Um, like Rafine is a sphinx demon. Yeah. Uh, so they're all part demon. I was wondering about that. 
Um, and so Elspeth is like, so you were there when they founded New Capenna? And he's like, yeah, but that was a very, very long time ago. So don't ask me about it. I don't remember. Um, oh, yeah, because he's like, my memories of the time are fuzzy. I don't know why. Exactly. It's like, no, because he signed a pact, became part demon, also head of this head of this family. And it was ages ago. And so Elspeth's like, oh, the angels and demons disappeared. Did the threat disappear? Uh, and he's like, well, we're here, aren't we? Hmm. And you're like, exactly. Um, anyways, so then he he sends her to like another job where she just like tails this woman who like leaves one cabaret cabaret um, and then like follows her. And, you know, that that just happens. There's like, you know, there's like a small skirmish. <laughs> that where just happens. There's a small skirmish where she gets attacked by a pack of raccoons. Great. Actually happens. Um, she has to run away from them. Like the <laughs> raccoon like pulls out a knife. She like, uh, like she, she jumps into this alley and this ra- <laughs> raccoon comes out and it's just like, hey, hey fresh meat. And uh, Elspeth's like, get off me, you rat. And the <laughs> raccoon is just like, don't call me a rat, you jerk. <laughs> Um, and then they like all the other raccoons show up and draw knives and are Great. like, don't talk to us like that. I'd be like, this is so cute. I cannot exactly. fight you. That's basically like she obviously Elspeth does not beat up raccoons. They like the <laughs> raccoon with a knife jumps at her and she just like grabs it by the scruff of its neck and chucks it away. And is like, I don't have time for this. Uh, and so she, I wish that would happen to she me. She runs away. <laughs> Um, anyways, and eventually sees the informant, gets to where she was supposed to be going. Great. Um, and then when she gets back to Xander's office, she's like, give me a weapon. I was attacked by raccoons. (laughs) Um, (laughs) anyways, uh, I don't, I'm trying to remember. I think that he gives her something. A bag of trash. Exactly. Here you go. This will work. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to remember what does he give her? Yeah, whatever. Uh, they have a little drink of Halo. Um, you know, he pulls them out of his desk and gives them each like a little oh, tiny. Is this her glass. first Halo experience? Yeah, it is her first Halo experience, and she's like, it seems like mostly it makes her feel warm. Been there. I don't know. Oh, and it also <laughs> like it, you know, it, it makes her feel nostalgic. <laughs> so even though so it's just not alcohol, it is just alcohol. <laughs> Okay. Anyways. Sure. No, and she is also, okay, That's it's not actually because she's like, oh, my, mo- like, I feel stronger. My senses are sharper. Like, I feel like this. Okay, this so it's alcohol magic. plus the opposite of alcohol. Exactly. It's alcohol <laughs> plus the opposite. Great. Great stuff. Um, Great. Anything. Anyways, then he sends her to a park to, like, drop off a package. And while she's there in the park, she runs into a Vivian. Oh, Vivian. Uh, who she doesn't know, it seems like. Oh. Um, but they're, you know, classically, they're both just like, hello, you're a planeswalker, aren't you? We both have the vibe. They can feel the vibe. We both have the strong vibe of being planeswalkers. Okay, cool. Um, anyways, and then Vivian's like, hey, I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. Um, Vivian's like, I'm here for... Uh, no, Vivian's not there for the gate watch. Vivian's like, I was here looking around for my own stuff, but I am also kind of here, you know, trying to find out stuff for yeah. the gate watch now because she doesn't say that she found Tezzeret, but we know that. Um, 
But they both kind of are like walk or talk around. Hey, we both know that Phyrexians were once here. We know that there's danger here. Yeah. The Gatewatch wants us to come here to talk more about it or whatever. Um, and so they're just like, very nice to meet you. <laughs> I will see you later. Okay. Uh, anyways. Um, and then she goes back to Xander's office, right? This is just her like passing these tests. Um, he sure has a lot of boxes for her to drop off places. I know. He really does. It's like classic, you know, <laughs> nebulous mob stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Follow this person, drop off this package, wait in a park and leave this package there and make sure someone picks it up, et cetera, et cetera. Um, anyways, she gets back to Xander's office and he's like, what do you know about the adversary? And she's like, I've never heard anything except his name. He's like, the cabaretti. Um, have a way to produce halo, they claim, which is a way around the adversary who is stockpiling all of the milky, halo. Milky angels. And, <laughs> and therefore stockpiling it and like disrupting the balance of power in New Capenna. And he's like, so what I want you to do now is you are going to infiltrate the cabaretti. <gasps> That's why are she needs ready? that nice dress. Exactly. Um, and she's like, okay, uh, let's, let's do this. I'm ready to go. And he's like, no. You're, I'm going to give you a fancy outfit because that's oh, what I that's do. That's what he does. That's my jam. He's like, you can't go anywhere looking like that. Um, so Elspeth gets real fancied up um, with some help from Xander, who just has the best hobbies in the world. Great. All right. Great. This is why you become a kingpin so that yeah. you can tailor <laughs> perfect clothing for your friends. Oh, it seems so nice. And you can read museum books in your in your free time. Okay. Great. He life. knows why. You want power. Those are the reasons. <laughs> all right. Anyways, so Elspeth like heads into this uh, cabaretty bar and is like, hey, I'm looking for a job. Uh, and the bartender is just like, get out of here. I don't just like, what are you doing? This is the worst infiltration of an establishment of all time. He doesn't say that, but she's like, uh, here's this W2. Exactly. Uh, uh, anyways, Elspeth is like, but I really want a job. And Rocco, the caterer, uh, who is the person there who is. is working as the bartender, um, Rocco, they're like, uh, I don't, I only have Halo. And Elspeth's like, please give me a job. And they're like, no, <laughs> <laughs> quit, like quit badgering me. I'm a bartender slash caterer. This isn't really my cup of tea. Uh, anyways, but while Elspeth is there being like, hey, I'm hassling the wrong person right now. Uh, oh, Elspeth. Kit, who is the friend of Ginny Faye, who's uh, Ginny Faye's friend, the singer Kit, is like, do you know what? I know someone who's going to like you. And what's your name? And Elspeth's like, Elspeth. And Kit's like, Ginny Faye loves old weird names like Elspeth. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, All right, sure. I'll exactly. take it. And so um, Kit is like, come on over here. I'm going to introduce you to Ginny Faye. Ginny Faye, this is Elspeth. Um, and Els and Ginny Faye is like, oh man, I never met an Elspeth that wasn't etched on a gravestone, which oh. hints at the fact oh. that oh. Elspeth was from here. Yeah. Right? And yeah. she has like an old Capenna name. Where she died. How many times I don't has know she if died? She died there. But right, like Elspeth is like an old Capenna name. I see what you're saying. Um, which is very cool. Gosh, what a what a thing to say to somebody. I've never met a John whose name wasn't etched on a tombstone. I know. Imagine. <laughs> it's pretty cool. That'd be spooky. Uh, anyways, and they're like, this is um, Giada. And 
We milk her <laughs> for Halo. I mean, I do think that that is going to be where their yeah. Halo comes from. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah. Elspeth is just like, okay, cool. I'm very lucky. I, I walked into this bar, harassed the bartender who told me to get out of here, but I somehow ended up being friends with Jetmere's second in command, Ginny Fay. All right. So even if you're bad at sub, subterfuge, if you're Sometimes Elspeth, you can just be good at it. You just anyways. stumble into it. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Okay, great. Uh, I'm excited for more of Elspeth's fancy outfits as part of the cap ready. <laughs> Well, everybody, that's this episode of Good Luck High Five. Wow. Thank you once again to Judge Rob for coming here and filling our brains with battle yeah. for Baldur's Gate knowledge. Very cool. Um, yeah, we had a real fun time. We learned about what's happening over on uh, Streets of New Capenna. Yes. You know, Elspeth getting dressed up fancy. Really, the biggest takeaway from that story is just that Xander... <laughs> Really loves giving outfits. Exactly. Xander just knows Bespoke. what's going on. I don't know that I've been this big of a fan of a magic character in a long time, but the story <laughs> is really... Megan is on Team Xander. They really fleshed him out in a way that I think is excellent. Do you want to know a dream that I woke up from screaming last night? Yes. I just thought of this because story time, sleeping. Yeah. Anyway, everybody, you all not, now get to hear this. It's going to be short. So I was having a dream that I was doing laundry, but in this dream, the laundry detergent you use was like dipping Dots, like little pellets or whatever. Uh -huh. And in real life, I have recently, semi-recently gotten a bonsai tree named Columbo, of course. Um, and I had bought fertilizer pellets for him. And they're just little pellets you put in his soil to help him have live his best life. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so in my dream, I'm doing laundry, but accidentally in my Dippin' Dots laundry solution had been a bunch of the fertilizer pellets that I was using for Columbo and I was so mad that I was going to have to pick out all this dumb fertilizer in order to do my laundry that I woke up screaming No! Wow, that's very random. I mean, it's so dramatic. It's very dramatic and just very strange. Have you ever like woken yourself up screaming no from a dream and it's about something as mundane as doing laundry? No. <laughs> I, I only scream about laundry when I'm actually awake and yeah, doing it. Yeah, see, you know, it's just really odd. Anyway, yeah. I thought you all deserved to know that. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Magic. Become a patron before next episode. We'll give you a shout out on the show. Uh, you can join our Discord. It's a really cool place to be. I want to yeah. give an update, too, for everybody who donated to our abortion, abortion funds fundraiser. Um, we're going to start packing those uh, packages up this week and starting to get them mailed out to you. It's going to be a long process, though. Yeah. But I just want you all to know that it started. So hopefully don't, you know, sit on your hands waiting for it. But we've got a lot of people to get through, which is great. Uh, and we're going to start the process this week. So it will be coming to you, everybody. Just just hold your hats. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Ultra Pro and Car Kingdom for being our sponsors. Thank you to all of the excellent patrons, yes. and especially Michael. Yes. Uh, you know, and we'll we'll probably see you back here next week. <laughs> Ominous. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm planning on going to an underwater research facility. Oh, well, yeah, so. you've got to be careful. Yeah. Those things. You really don't.